This week, GeForce is getting hot. Blizzard is getting out of China. The internet is a little more understandable. And Ticketmaster is falling apart. It's Sunday, November 20th, 2022, and this is episode 637 of F5 Live Refreshing Technology, a proud part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Wherever you are and however you're accessing our show, whether it be on uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat, through a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, TuneIn, or a myriad of other options, through our live stream platforms, livestream.com, Twitch, or YouTube, where you can join the community and get ad-free versions of F5 Live and Point, or on our website, pluckitslive.com. Thank you for making us a part of your day. There are two ways that you can do that. The first is you can join us live Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern by going to f5live.tv slash join us. There you can chat with us during the show, give us your feedback on the topics as we talk about them, or you can always subscribe at pluckitslive.com slash subscribe. There you'll see all of our shows, including F5 Live, Pilch Point, Pluckets Live Presents, and a whole lot more. And of course, you'll find all the ways to watch, listen, and follow along. All right, Abram, it's, uh, oh, <laughs> uh, we're going to get into the details of it, but I know it's been a a crazy week already for you, <laughs> but how are you yeah, doing? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, ugh, tired, I'm tired, I'm very tired. The, uh, the, the, um, so, uh, for those who haven't watched hundreds of episodes with me and them, then <laughs> you might not know that this time of year is, um, really uh a lot of work because uh our website as well as all of our sister sites you know we uh, spend a lot of time highlighting deals for people and that becomes a big focus during the black friday period and uh now we're into the height of the black friday period and so you know it's uh it's a real challenge and this weekend uh, i was doing a lot of prep for it but man i was so tired from staying up late during the week that i just couldn't do it as well and then you know it's the toughest this it's been tough lately because my daughter who's three will come and like on the weekends especially and she'll be like hey, come cuddle with me on the couch. And I'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, I got to work. And then she'll be like really upset. I'm like, uh, okay, I'll come cuddle with you on the couch and I'll bring the laptop but so I can do some work. But it is for all the stuff, especially this kind of stuff where it's like, I really want to see some information over here and some information uh-huh. over here and some information over here. I, there's never a more useful time for me to have four monitors <laughs> right now uh you know which is uh fyi i do have four monitors and in fact i just ordered a fifth monitor but it's not going to i don't think i'm it's going to be a fifth monitor i think i'm just going to replace the two i'm going to i'm in the process of trying to replace the two top monitors i've got two on the top and two on the bottom the two on the top are 10 years old 
and they're still in great condition, but they're uh, 1080p uh, and the two on the bottom are 4K and the two on the bottom I like, but are not, but are not super colorful. The color gamut on them is not very great. So I'm thinking that what I might do is take the two on the bottom and put them on the top and then get two new bottom ones. Anyway, I ordered a new, I took a real risk. I will tell you audience, I will tell you how this comes out because this is quite, quite the risk. I was, I wanted to get a, um, a monitor with high color depth and those things can be expensive. Yeah. And I saw somebody was selling a company that, that supposedly pulls old lap monitors from offices was selling, um, an, uh, monitor that is like the last generation think uh lenovo 4k monitor that has like 99 color gamut a 99 our srg 99 no and 99 dcip3 and 99 adobe uh for 200 bucks used so okay. i ordered a used monitor we're going to see if a used monitor is a good idea now okay. mind you even if it works out for me that doesn't mean it works out for everybody right but it's it's but. an interesting thing because, like you said, the 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 two up top are are ten years old. I've got some out in Mission Control. My uh, my uh, old faithful HPs uh, before the uh, like the the W and the X series. Uh, they're probably oh my god, they're probably thirteen years old. Uh, so you know longevity isn't necessarily the problem it's you know whether or not they got into a fist fight or anything yeah i mean supposedly these were pulled uh i should have maybe ordered two when i had the chance because i need two monitors but i figured i would get one of these and then if it's real if it's okay then maybe i'll get one really juicy month so when we talk about black friday that's one of the things i'm looking for really Mm -hmm. juicy uh a really juicy productivity, a really juicy monitor for my yeah. uh, primary monitor. So we will uh, we we will find this out. We will talk about the all the great things you can buy. Monitors are one of the absolutely best things that you can buy during uh, uh, the holiday shopping season. Yeah. This and every year. Um, so anyway, well, I I don't know exactly what I'm looking for yet. I but I know you're going to ask in a little while. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so think about it. <laughs> I'll, I'll get started on that in my head <laughs> while we're talking about some other stuff. Um, we've got a lot going on over here. Um, I, I mentioned to Avram before we got started that we've got um, some new uh, content writers that are doing some interesting stuff for us. So uh, keep an eye out for that. I've got some. We've got some unboxing videos and. Uh, uh, reviews. I know every time I talk about unboxing videos, I always look over there because that's where I keep them. <laughs> I keep the the products off that direction in the studio. Anyway, um, yeah, so a whole bunch of stuff uh, coming this week. Plus, of course, we've got Thanksgiving uh, on Thursday, Black Friday. I am going to do something I have not done in a very long time on, on Black Friday. I'm going to go out in public. <laughs> Uh, oh, why would you do that? Ah, because we're going to open a strike on Friday. <laughs> we're going to have it open for 
the guys who have been dragged to the mall by their girlfriends and while their girlfriends go, you know, look at clothes and whatever, uh, we're going to have, we're going to have strike open so that they can go hide. Uh, so. I mean, maybe, now, maybe there I'm not going to be there at 5 a.m. Yeah. What's that? Do people have to pay to get into strike? How does yes. that work? Five dollars an hour, fifteen dollars for four hours. Okay. So. And you're anticipating it's most. You're anticipating it's mostly going to be men. Nah, maybe. Uh, we're gonna have. I. There'll be kids in there too. Um, it's Thanksgiving break. I we think know, we're gonna have kids all week. Video games are for video games are for everybody. So for especially sure. classic games. So I don't know. I don't know if you, if we should say. Uh, you know. They're going to be in there when someone else is shopping for clothes. I mean, for every, anybody, uh, anybody could be there. That's true. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, But we definitely want to be open. You know, it's, it's a holiday week. Kids are going to be out of school. Um, Chat has said that we need to place some ads around the mall or something. Yes. um, We intend to send some people out during the week to let people know in the other shops (laughs) that we're going to be open. So. Um, but yeah, uh, with that, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. So I say, let's get down to it. This week's nifty gifties on F5 live refreshing technology is proudly powered by the Microsoft store. Whether you're looking for a new laptop, tablet, Xbox, games, or a whole lot more, you can get them at the Microsoft Store. Remember, current students, faculty, parents, and active military can save up to 10% off almost everything. To browse the products and learn more about the discounts, you can go to f5live.tv Microsoft. All right, we talked a couple weeks ago about the the new cards that uh, video cards that were coming. Several of them are on the market now, and uh, one of them in particular seems to be having some issues. The GeForce RTX 4090 started to see reports that the power connector, which is a new power connector, um, was melting, which is obviously not great. Um, when you combine all of the new things, right? New power connector, new generation of cards, anything could have been the problem. Uh, some tests were done. I don't know if you did. You guys do any any direct? Tests? Oh yes. Okay, I figured. Oh, direct much. tests? No, direct tests. We couldn't really. I mean, didn't have enough. We units in your hand. I mean, I can't. I guess it didn't. Ha- I mean, our video card guy has not had it happen. Right. Uh, and he has tested a few different models. Uh, so there is that, but the, in order to, you know, make it happen. So, uh, Steve from gamers Nexus had a video, which I saw yeah. and it sounds like you may have seen too, uh, where he reproduced, he reproduced the problem. Uh, and that that's great, except I'm not going to ask someone on my staff to potentially sure. set the fire, uh, whether they're in the fire. office or not. Um, uh, but also he reproduced it pretty much by ca- by doing trying really hard to cause it mm-hmm. and uh you know it 
obviously the response from nvidia is you're plugging it in wrong right mm -hmm. uh that's that's been their that was their response they claim that they've done some studies of this and they think that people aren't plugging it in enough uh and so but yes if you didn't plug it in enough then that then for sure it happened the question is whether that is the main cause the, or the only cause right or whether there's a genuine defect here and then there's another question which is if it's so hard to plug to plug it if this is happening enough right because it's difficult to plug in then that is also a design flaw because it should be it should be easier and more secure to make right. sure that it's that it's actually plugged in i mean the previous story was that uh people it was plugged in but it was getting the wire was being bent or something like we haven't had this problem really before so right. you know it's it's not a it's not a great situation either way like right they somebody should do something maybe the somebody is a pci sig which i think has some responsibility for this um not necessarily nvidia but uh nvidia is the first to use this type of connector uh which by the way is also on the 4080 that just came out uh mm -hmm. so there's no uh we have no reason to believe this wouldn't happen on a 4080 like right. we It'll don't be think it's a 4090 that's a 4090 problem Right. We just don't have enough longevity on the 4080 to. Right. It, it hasn't, know I, you know, I think it just started shipping. So we don't haven't, I haven't yet seen any reports of this happening right. to somebody. According to NVIDIA's own, by NVIDIA's own admission, they're aware of over 50 reports. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how many 4090 cards have been sold. Uh, so I can't tell you what percentage right. of like, of cards 50 is that is um now here's an interesting little side story tidbit from my week this is actually a big story for us we, we've done a lot yeah. to try to cover it because uh we know that this is a great interest uh of great interest to to our audience yeah right for sure uh but the um there's a guy who works for one of our sister sites. He actually hadn't been in the office before because he just moved into town or whatever. And he used to work in PR for Samsung phones. And we were talking and he had worked in PR for Samsung phones at the time of the Galaxy Note 7. Yes. Right. And he and he turned and we were talking about this and he turned to us and he said, you know, I can tell you that it's the number isn't what matters it's the whether they actually know the cause so right. it's worse to have he said it's worse to have one phone that caught fire and you don't know why than to have 50 phone you know 100 phones that caught fire and you do do know why right like uh, the like the the sony psp that caught fire in the kid's pocket in school right sony never did figure out what happened there and that's I mean, ter that's terrible, all... right? How it wasn't plugged in or anything. So what what caused it? Is it going to happen again? <laughs> I mean, L here's here's a little dirty little secret. Like batteries can catch fire and electronics yeah. can catch fire. Uh, so with enough scale, uh, anything can happen, and it, it could be. Uh, of course, the companies, the manufacturers would love to always talk about user error and make it always put right. it on the user because um, that absolves them. 
see Steve Jobs saying you're holding it wrong about the um, about the iPhone that couldn't get good enough signal. Antenna but gate. The, but, iPhone but 4, the thing, I think. But but the thing is, there's a certain level of, of risk and, and randomness. Now, I know there were some iPhones that were catching fire a few years ago, and then they, it was, you know, they blamed people from using third-party chargers, right. like they said the charger wasn't good or whatever. So there's there's risk at every, any time sure. you're using electricity, I guess they're, lithium-ion batteries can can be a fire hazard uh, uh like but, you know we have like them a, all over the place like a major fire hazard it's the reason why uh um un or yeah unsealed lithium-ion batteries are not allowed on consumer planes and why if you order a battery from a lithium-ion battery from like amazon or something if it has to come from not their local distribution center it takes longer uh, yeah, there's a there's a weird like there's a weird thing going on too with like I have ordered and I have to admit my house is probably like a like a factory of problems. But like for electronic projects, I've ordered things like this, which is like a 3.7 volt mm -hmm. uh, lithium ion battery from Adafruit, one of my favorite places to to, to buy things. And 100. It like and. They have rules actually about how many you can order at once, I think, and whether if you're buying them with something else in your order, then you can buy more. There's like a, a weird inst instruction about it or whatever, um, because of all the regulations around lithium ion batteries. Yeah. So, I mean, anytime you've seen, anytime you've seen a video online of like repair people working on a thing, like a phone, and the phone goes up in flames, it's the battery's fault. Now, here's what we can say in the case of the NVIDIA cards. It's not a battery because no. there's no battery involved. Right. So that we, I mean, can, that we can say with great with great certainty. A CR2032 uh, on the motherboard. But, I mean, that yeah. you could put that in your it's mouth not and a not battery. feel anything. So it's not so, that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a battery. So it's not a battery. That we can say with great, with great yeah. authority. Uh, is it the cable? Is it uh, users not plugging it in right? I mean... We can almost certainly say that if you didn't plug it in right, that is a risk. The sure. question is, is that you're building, all you're building of them, resistance, more resistance means more heat, more heat means the thing can, can melt. Totally makes sense. But, you know, I mean, like folks have looked at whether the soldering quality of it, like the, the Gamers Nexus video, he right. sent it to some lab that they looked at it. And really they didn't, it really seems like they couldn't find a very specific fault with the wires um so it could be user error now on the other hand you when you design something you should kind of design it to be idiot proof right yeah and it's not you know it's not idiot it's not idiot proof if that can happen so right. i don't i mean i think they should probably look at can there is there a way of like making the case it so that you can't plug the cable in without pushing it the whole way is there some kind of plastic right. notch or something that they could uh put in i mean nvidia does have some good advice which is to uh plug it into the card before you put the card before you mount the card in the system and mm -hmm. before you stick the other end of the cable into 
um, into your, well, I guess it's mainly an adapter. So you're plugging, I think, I think it's like two eight pins or whatever PCIe some, cables into it. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Or so, two six pins. Uh, something like that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I mean, there now are a handful of power supplies that have this natively, but I don't right. know that that's necessarily the problem is whether the fact that it's an adapter cable, it sounds like it's on the plug side. It, right. It, the, the question comes, is it, is it on the, on the, on the male or female side of it? If it's on the adapter side, maybe it is a defect in the adapter and a power supply with it built in wouldn't have the problem. There's all kinds of unknowns here that make it, really challenging but gamers I mean, nexus there's... used the adapter uh for their video yeah. uh for their tests so i mean that's a good sign um they had recommendations based on what they were seeing that maybe it's not plugging in all the way because of debris uh from the manufacturing and or shipping process so blow out both sides if you've got compressed air if not pretend it's a Sega cartridge and just <laughs> um, also if you plug it in and unplug it blow it out again in the event that plastic shavings uh, come off from you know tension or anything like that which I thought were both great suggestions yeah I mean that's good it's just that you know a lot of people aren't going to I mean for people right. who are conscientious and watch the video like that great they're gonna hopefully get the benefit and hopefully that protects them but not everybody's gonna watch the video uh -huh. and so i don't know what to say but they they ought to find a way to to make it more seamless maybe it's an issue of the connector i mean obviously if they have to make a change it's not just this is not this may very well not be really an nvidia problem this may be a PCI. I mean, it is NVIDIA's problem, but it may not be. It may just be because they're the first to use this type of connector. Right. right. Totally possible that there's a design mistake in the connector itself, which would be massively unfortunate. Yeah. Um, also, uh, also uh, AMD threw some shade in NVIDIA's way. <laughs> yeah, they they tweeted a picture of their connector and said something like, stay safe for the holidays. Yeah, because um, yeah. they still I, use the old connector. I so. saw that. Uh, it's a it's a fascinating industry in which we live. Uh, <laughs> but obviously, yeah. obviously, uh, we're going to keep an eye on this because, you know, at least 50 units that we know of, uh, hopefully, hopefully the the actual cause, you know, because like you said, it could be a, a marketing department cause. Hopefully, hopefully, an actual cause and a, a permanent solution are figured out here uh, soon, and we will definitely keep you up to date on that. This week's Pilch Point with Avram Pilch is proudly powered by PureVPN. The best way to protect your privacy online is with PureVPN. You can hide your online activities, say goodbye to regional restrictions, and improve your streaming quality. Plus, it's available for almost all of your devices. You can get a special price and a 31-day money-back guarantee right now 
by going to pilchpoint.live slash purevpn. All right. It's that time of year, bud. <laughs> we're coming oh, up. We're, so... we're in that week where your life gets really interesting. Oh, yes. But hey, the rest of you can also have an interesting week and your interesting week can be based completely on finding good deals. So uh, we are now in Black Friday week. Forget or really we're in Black Friday season. We've been in Black Friday season. I think it's going to really ramp up starting like Wednesday, Thursday of this week. Uh, Thanksgiving is a very busy day for me logging deals uh so yeah my family expects that uh me to spend a good chunk of the day i mean uh, when it's dinner time i put the laptop or the computer down and got go to dinner and then after dinner back on again uh so anyway but let's talk about what the rest of uh everyone can do to actually like get a great benefit out of this holiday and, and save some save some money so First of all, uh, please do come to TomsHardware.com and check out our live blog of deals, our deal pages. We're highlighting all kinds of stuff. Uh, but uh, aside from that, uh, let's talk about what you what is good to save on. So obviously, there's sales on sales on everything from mattresses to clothing. But we, uh, I don't care about that, and the Tom's Hardware, we don't care about that. We're tech enthusiast place. So um, what you uh, what you can save on is uh, in our world is you can definitely save a lot on components. Uh, so this is a really great time to buy a CPU. It's a great time to buy a motherboard. It's a great time to buy an SSD. And it's a great time to buy uh, RAM power supplies, graphics cards. We had seen a lot of drops in price it seems that there's, I was just checking this afternoon. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of great GPU sales at this very moment. Maybe it'll heat up later in the week. Um, but if you are looking to upgrade uh, or do a new build, this is a good time to be picking up the parts uh, with the possible exception that you will not um, find great discounts on the very latest Intel 13th gen CPUs, the Ryzen CPUs, the Ryzen 7000 series CPUs are on sale and you can get a good deal on them. The best deal on them uh, is if you trust this place, which I believe it's pretty trustworthy, especially because they've got an eBay, you know, eBay has policies. Uh, there's a store called Ant Online and their eBay store has, um, has like up to $120 off the new chip. So like the 7950X, which is a 16 core chip, uh, normally 699 is going for like 570 or something. So, um, and of course you can get the, the kind of entry level Ryzen 5 7600X for 249 there. Um, but, the best deals are on last generation AMD 5000 series. Um, a really great chip for gaming is the Ryzen 7 5800X 3D, which uses a lot of 3D vCache to actually make it incredible for gaming. And that one is selling for $329. Uh, also, 
also via an online eBay. Otherwise, Amazon has it for three fifty nine. Um, so a good time to get that stuff. A great time uh, to get a a monitor. We're seeing hundreds of dollars off monitors. Our top picked uh, gaming monitor, the Dell uh, thirty two. The Dell 3222DGM, uh, 32-inch uh, um, 2K 165 hertz monitor with really fantastic contrast and color. Normally 399 is 289 at Dell. Um, there is a the Dell's 4K gaming monitor, which is the, well, we have it on our, let's just say the model number escapes me because it's a bunch of threes, but... It is um, normally $7.99. Now you can get it for $5.99, and that game's at 4K uh, uh, with really great color. Uh, another, you know, really good choice there is Aorit if you want a big screen. Uh, there's a couple out there. There's a Samsung right now selling at Amazon, Samsung's Odyssey G9 49-inch monitor 240 hertz monitor is 779 uh that's at least 120 dollars off what you normally would pay for it uh so those are some great deals and then on the pro productivity monitor side uh, i'm gonna hastily admit here that i'm not much of a much of a gamer so i don't care about high refresh rate monitor i want high resolution and i want great color um and uh, Dell is selling its uh, ultra-sharp U2720QM uh, monitor for uh, $349. That's normally like a $550 monitor, uh, 4K with, with a wide color gamut. Um, so there's a lot of uh, great stuff going on in the monitor space. There's a lot of great stuff uh, going on in the laptop space. Uh, particularly, we're seeing some great deals at deals.dell.com, where there's some really good deals on Alienware laptops, where you could normally find, you know, have to spend more than $1,500 for an Alienware, uh, even the cheapest Alienware laptop. Now we're seeing them for less than that, and we're seeing ones with uh, 3060 or 3070 chip. Uh, you want a GPU, ideally, you want to go for if you can spend the money, and we now are seeing some for under $1,000. We're seeing uh, laptops with um, 3060 GPUs for, for $999. Not Alienware ones, but we are seeing them uh, elsewhere. Like if you look at Best Buy or you look at uh, Newegg, Acer's web store has some great deals. And then um, I don't know if this is still going on uh, as of today. I got to check it. But one of the best deals around, if you just want to, Really inexpensive gaming laptop. There, um, Best Buy had a gigabyte. I think it's the MD5. I'm checking that out. All right, yes, G5, G5 MD. The gigabyte G5 MD, which uh, we, by the way, have one and are reviewing it, and our review will go up next week. But spoiler alert, it performs pretty well. Uh, this gaming laptop has a Core i5. 3050 Ti, um, I think it's a 144 hertz or 120 hertz display, 512 gigabyte SSD. The one really big downside is it's eight gigs of RAM, so you'd want to upgrade that. 
uh, and it is an 11th gen processor, but that won't make a big difference. Did I say how much it was? Nope. Do you want to give a guess? Oh, that's, um, hmm. So a gigabyte. 350 Ti. Yeah. 350 Ti. 8 gigs of RAM, 11th gen Intel. 500 gigs, 15.6 inch FHD gaming, uh, FHD screen, which is, I think, 44 but it could be one, 144. It's 144. So 144 hertz. Yes. So uh, 3050 Ti is good enough to play a lot of games at 1080p ultra settings or high settings. Yeah. Or very yeah, high sure. settings. So that's um, a deep, pretty decent graphics card. I don't know. Let me go. Let me go crazy and say 799. 549. Wow. Okay. 549. Okay. 549 gets you, yeah, at Best Buy, the Gigabyte G5 MD. Uh, that is what you, that is what you get. Now, you absolutely should plan if you buy such a thing on spending another like 50 bucks on to upgrade the RAM, which I'm sure it's upgradable. You, you absolutely should plan on upgrading the RAM. Eight gigs of RAM is not enough RAM. Uh, I mean, you can get by with it, but I wouldn't recommend it. Um, although, if you're buying a gift for someone, you could buy them this, and then it would be their problem to get another eight gigs of RAM, <laughs> which they could use it without. Sure. They could use it without it, but you know, they may eventually say, "Well, when I have a lot of tabs open in my browser, it's get things get a little slow." Sure. Um, but but uh, so there's a lot of good deals out there on gaming laptops. On there's some okay deals on gaming desktops. There's also decent deals on 3D printers. Um, this is a pretty good time to get a uh, new 3D printer. There's some deals on Amazon on them. Uh, I just got a uh, email today from Anycubic uh, uh, telling me that they have a bunch of uh, sales going on uh, anycubic.com, which is a major 3D printer vendor. And then uh, we also have a review going up tomorrow of the Elegoo Neptune 3 Pro um, printer, which I have and behind me, the Neptune 3 Not Pro. Uh, and the Not Pro has been pretty good and has been selling and is about 209 or depending on Amazon, sometimes has a 229. Uh, Elegoo, E-L-E-G-O-O. Uh, on um, their website already had is taking orders for the pro which uh, steps it up by having uh, higher temperature hot end so it goes to up to 260 degrees Celsius and it has what's called direct drive which means that you get a better better feed directly through of the filament through the head through the nozzle and that allows you to print in TPU uh, it which is a flexible material. So you, besides printing in regular plastic and regular, you know, PLA, which is the most common stuff, um, you can also print in TPU with that. And that has an intro price, I think, of $229 so, uh, at elegoo.com. So a lot of uh, great deals out there. Um, obviously, 
uh, come please come check out. Uh, just you can just go to our homepage, tomshardware.com, and uh, we are going to have a lot of deals. And I will be burning the midnight oil. I already have been to help you find them. So uh, so come check it out. Well, I uh, I know I always follow what you guys are up to, uh, save for that one weird 2019 where I was. <laughs> Stuck here in the studio putting out content about a particular product that was failing. Um, mm-hmm. Where I did nothing but that for like three days. But uh, <laughs> um, I always appreciate, you know, seeing what, what you guys are are doing. Uh, I've been... So I, I recently replaced one of the monitors in Mission Control. Well, I guess technically I replaced... Well, no, I did put one of them back. So I replaced one of the monitors with an ultra wide and threw one of the original ones off to the side. Um, and so, you know, I've been keeping an eye out. I, I mentioned earlier, I've got some, you know, really old school HP monitors that are probably 13 years old. And, uh, you know, it's probably time for them to find a new life, maybe as the chat monitor in here or something. <laughs> And get yeah something like a a, a couple of four Ks. Uh, I'm I'm somewhat control. constrained. I'm somewhat constrained in the size of my monitors by my mount by my uh, mount because which yeah. I don't want to have to. I first of all I couldn't really find. Well, I found one that might serve, but this one is supposed to be limited to 27 inches per monitor. Okay. So while I ideally the best size right now, the best price to size um, ratio is 32 inches today. Yeah. Like uh, it, the, the price delta between 27s and 32s in most things is, is minimal. So if you don't have space concerns or you know an, a monitor arm that won't handle it or something, yeah. then you would be much better off to buy a, a 32 um, in anything. Like whether it's a gaming monitor or just for productivity or whatever, the price deltas are so small. They're like 30 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever sometimes that, uh, and depending on the sale, you might even find a 32 inch of a different brand cheaper. So, um, and of course, if you're going at 4k, you probably would get more benefit out of 32 inches because then you wouldn't have to, to up the, the scaling so much. Um, so I have to admit, I'm using 4K monitor, and I like have it at 175%. I'm not really getting my all my benefits from it. But now that's, that I have two 4K monitors... So that's not entirely true, and uh, because you're getting, uh, like on text and stuff, which I know you deal with all day long, uh, you're getting you know crisper text. It doesn't chunk up on... Uh, you know, on smaller sizes, it's still going to be crisp. There, you're definitely getting a lot of benefit on a 4K, even at 175%. That's good because I, I, it was really not clear to me. I mean, I'm going from, you know, my 1080 monitors to my 4K monitors. And to be honest, I'm fitting about the same amount on the screen, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a little bit more. Um, but you're and not having, when I first your, got the, your eyes aren't yeah. straining because the text is going to be crisper because there's more pixels to produce the exact same size text. Yeah. Um, although funny thing, I, I f- am finding that, that my uh, Dell monitors are still somewhat easier to read 
The other thing that I'm finding interestingly is that um, is that I don't know if you've done a lot with multi monitors. Is that my mm -hmm. upper monitor is much is more important to me than my right monitor? Um, like I thought for sure because I sit over here, right? So I've got a set of four, and I sit over. I don't sit in the middle. It's just just not how my stuff. I got stuff on the floor. I can't really sit okay. in the middle. So I sit in front of the lower left monitor. So that's like my number one most important monitor, right? Um, but I thought when I set this up that like my number two most important monitor would be over here. Uh, but actually, like since they're so big, like even at 27 inches, turning my head and seeing stuff that's like all the way on the edge of that monitor is a pain is like not pleasant. But looking up sure. into my smaller 24 inch monitor here uh, is much easier. So I'm thinking that like yeah. the most important monitors to me are going to be the second most important monitor is going to be this one, this yeah. upper one, rather than the lower right. In fact, it's even a little bit easier for me to see the upper right. It seems that the lower right is actually the worst place for me. I don't know. Maybe if I had an arm that was coming in more or something, but. Or maybe um, if you were centered. Yeah. Because like yeah. for me, for, me um, for the primary setup, technically I've got six monitors out there on two arms, but uh, the the primary one that I I use is, well, up until recently when I went to this ultra wide, uh, it was a grid of, of four and I sit smack in the middle of it. So for me, the bottom ones were my, my primary and then up to the second where I put like chat and media and stuff. Uh, but yeah, if I wasn't sitting center on it, which technically I'm kind of not now, um, my, my left monitor, which is one of the 27s, which sits off to the side of the ultra wide, has definitely become way less important, except when I'm editing, which became my preview screen, um, than it was when they were a perfect grid and I was dead center. So I get it. Which should you find easier to work with, sitting with, the, with yourself in between monitors or sitting with yourself dead center in front of one monitor? So I'm not dead center on the ultra wide, but I'm pretty close. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely, so it's hard for me to say because I'm annoyed by the lack of symmetry. And so it's, so I struggle with that aspect of it. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't know. Um, I really like the ultra wide, which makes mm -hmm. like, I would probably be okay dumping the 27 if I didn't use it for, for editing with the ultra wide in the middle, but I'd move it back to the middle. So probably it seems like I like the symmetry more than I like anything else. Yeah. But so, I'm also not flat, and, right? My, my mm -hmm. monitors are, are kind of like a, the peak of a house and I sit in the middle mm -hmm. of them. So, you know, that makes it a little different. Uh, Mm, yeah, these are totally so, flat. Which... So I've kind of created one giant curved monitor. <laughs> yeah, well, that makes that makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, I guess uh, if you are not constrained by having a monitor arm like mine, definitely get a thirty-two that only takes twenty-sevens. And by the way, before this, I had a different monitor arm set that only took twenty-fours. So whatever monitor arm set I have, I seem to be one 
one generation of inches behind or whatever because uh if you've been following monitors for a while you know that at one point like 20 was mainstream and 24 was big Mm -hmm. and then 24 was mainstream and 27 was big now 27 is kind of either mainstream to small and 32 is becoming the the mainstream size now i think for for people buying new monitors gotcha so well at least in terms of the price for for what you get and and that might drive it to become the mainstream right like if the pricings right. are this like the the dell the one with too many twos in it three two 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 yeah right dgm it's twenty it's twenty dollars more for the 32 inch than the 27 inch yeah like there's a 27 inch is 269 and then the 32 inches 289. so i think a lot of people would look at that and be like and these are gaming monitors so you probably really want that space like i think mm-hmm. they'd probably look at it and be like yeah you know what i'll spend the extra 20 bucks right. even if all you know all things being equal yeah um because it's not like it's it's not like it's a fifty dollar price difference or something like that. It's twenty bucks. It's not it's it's an easy number to go, okay, eh, same price category. I'm gonna go with a thirty-two. Yeah. So anyway. Um but good time to get a monitor, like I said. Um I I'm keeping my uh, my eye out for uh for product for I bought I bought one used monitor that's coming, but I still have one more to replace. So to get me to all, all new mon- all newish monitors. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I'm keeping my eye out. I'm, I want a productivity monitor. I'm between either getting one of those Dell Ultra Sharps, or since my other three monitors now are going to be Lenovo's, I'm kind of tempted to get a Lenovo just for the fact, just to get just to have the look of the monitors be pretty somewhat consistent with each other. Sure. Sure. Um, so the one that I ordered was a, that I'm getting is a P 27 U 10, which is a 27 inch 4k wide color gamut. They have a newer model. That's the 20, but they're charging 550 for it, which is a lot. So okay. we will and and some people are reporting that it makes noises, which would really concern me. Huh. That uh, it has coil whine in the, as some some users have reported coil whine. Huh. Uh, so uh, fascinating. I don't know if that's common, but uh, or just some people are getting it. But that's that. I would not like that. I would not like my monitor to make noise to make whining noises to me. Although I have so much fan noise here, I might not notice it. So who Possible. knows. The final thing that I'm thinking about, I'm curious your opinion on it, is whether or not it would be really beneficial for me to get a monitor that has picture by picture. Um, none of the monitors I have now, nor the one that I ordered, supports P by PBP. Uh, and I kind of really like the idea of having that. Do you, do you know what you know what that is, right? P, picture by picture? So that sounds like something side by side. Yeah, it's for for those who are following at home picture obviously many of us have heard of picture in picture right which is on tv sometimes they have it and on some monitors where you can get like a little tiny window in the corner of your screen and that's coming from a different video source so if you had 
two different computers, you could have, uh, you know, one that was the main window and one that was picture in picture. Picture by picture is the same concept, but equal halves of the screen, or you can divide it up differently. What I like about that is mo not even for the fact that I sometimes use other devices like a laptop or, or Raspberry Pi. I have a crazy idea that maybe after I've used it, done it for five minutes, I would decide it's worthless, uh, but I've never gotten to try, which is I would like to see what happens if I try to, if I do two different connections from my same computer and have them be picture by picture. And if that gives me like extra desktops on in windows, like, I mean, technically speaking, you can split your screen and I do it all the time with, with AeroSnap, mm -hmm. but I don't like windows snap a lot because I keep, it keeps getting messed up. But when I have things on separate monitors, I don't have that problem. I just hit the maximize and I take over the screen and I'm, I'm good at keeping them on the screen. So I'm thinking like, I have a really wide monitor. What if I could just run two different DisplayPort connections or eight DisplayPort and HDMI from my same graphics card on my desktop here to the same monitor, treat them as different connections and do a PVP. Uh, and like, would I get like just two, I mean, I think Windows would see it as two different monitors and yeah. then I would have like two mask bars and I, I would do a better job of, you know, managing my windows and splitting up my space because I'm terrible with a 4K monitor, 27 inch monitor of like maximizing stuff. And I've got all this extra white space, even with the high scaling on that. And yeah. I would love to to force it to split in, in half or whatever. So I don't know. That is a a theory I would love to test. Now, maybe that I would look at it and be like, I could just window snap stuff and not do this, whatever. Um, I mean, another issue I've run into there is that uh, most video cards, including mine, only support four outs, and then I have three other whole monitors. So mm -hmm. that would be five outs. So I would have to either get another graphics card or, or something. But anyway, yeah. I would certainly, I would certainly try it. It's it's a fascinating pitch that you've just thrown out there, and I I'm thinking about whether or not the taskbar behavior would annoy me enough or not for it to be a problem. But I really like the idea of, you know, windows shift left and right to just push it. Boom, boom. And I know I do windows left and right to do halves now, but the idea that Windows would recognize it appropriately. <laughs> you don't have to worry about things getting stacked. Yeah, I, I just have that problem a lot. I don't know. And I tried something called Virtual Display Manager the other day that's supposed to solve for that and doesn't really. So mm -hmm. anyway, we don't need to distract with all this. But Fascinating. That's something I'm think that's something I'm thinking about. Uh okay. and 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 by the by the way, folks, there's an LG monitor that's on sale now called I think it's called the double. Or something and it is actually two monitors in one is it the up and down one but that's yes so yeah. there's there are two like 2k monitors stacked uh is what it is yeah um but i've seen that about but it's not a great deal because i think it's close to six hundred dollars for that and i guess that's okay yeah. but 
you know, one could probably get a mount and mount, get some less expensive 2K monitors and stack them. But, sure. uh, that's, uh, but anyway, that's the idea. I'd love to try it out. Yeah, that sounds like it sounds like a fun project. Well, yeah. <laughs> as always, Avram, I appreciate you bringing this, uh, this info to us, and I look forward to what we talk about next time. This week's Extra Life on F5 Live Refreshing Technology is proudly powered by EXA. EXA brings the latest technology to gamers, offering the most immersive products for the ultimate gaming experience. They've compiled the best elements of cutting-edge ENC tech, the latest in Bluetooth 5.0 and 7.1 surround, plus extra features into their headsets so everyone can enjoy a sensational gaming experience. And they've got headsets for Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, and PC. Plus, they won't break the bank. Learn more about the headsets that are available and any current promotions by going to f5live.tv slash exa. Doing business in China is, uh, is a complicated one, no matter what industry you're in. The gaming industry uh, is a particularly complicated one. Uh, there are all kinds of interesting rules, such as you can't show blood gore skulls uh which makes certain games take world of warcraft um makes them a challenge uh blizzard in particular has teamed up with for years i think 12 now has teamed up with a company called NetEase, which takes uh the blizzard titles alters them to make them legal in china and then releases them in the country allowing a domain expert on China and regulations to be in charge of that process. Well, that contract is coming to an end um, January 23rd, 2023. Uh, and apparently, the companies were not able to come to an agreement to extend the contract. And as such, on that date, Blizzard titles are going to disappear inside of China, which is a really really big deal. China's gaming market has grown-ish. We know that, you know, for uh, particularly for younger people, there are all kinds of weird curfew rules. You can't play any games during the week, and on the weekends you can only have two hours. But for adults, the the market has, has grown pretty significantly. Um, so, you know, for Blizzard to, to full pull out of the country is, um, is, is a pretty big and bold move. Um, it, it seem, but it does seem, since they weren't able to come to an agreement with NetEase, it seems to me that maybe um, they weren't as motivated. Uh, maybe NetEase thought they had them, you know, had them kind of locked down because... Long-time partnership, domain expert, um, and maybe maybe Blizzard just decided, I don't know, maybe it's not that important. Maybe they think, uh, you know, Microsoft might be able to have the resources to help. I don't know. This 
this whole thing seems really interesting to me. They've been partnered for a long time. Uh, it's like I said, it's it's a pretty big bold move to say bye bye China. Uh, it is. Uh, I mean, this reminds me of. Didn't we do a story a while back about a company that that took movies, Hollywood movies, and like resold them with like the adult content filtered out? Yeah, Angel something. Uh, so is that? I think Disney sued them into oblivion. Yes, yes, because yes. Well, that obviously he. In this case, Blizzard is doing it to itself, right? Is that is that the idea? They correct. They yeah. have to they, work. They have teamed up with this company, who is the the uh, the domain expert, and they purposely remove the things from the games that are not allowed within the country. So yes, it's totally on purpose. I mean, it's a it's like having a complaint. I mean, if putting aside the artistic and censorship concerns for a second, which if you want to do business in China, you have to be willing to play by the rules of the Chinese government, which require a certain kind, certain kinds of censorship. Although vid angel here in America, we do censorship too. Uh, the, vid angel um, was the the platform you were talking vid angel, about. That, that's right. So it's like if Disney hired vid angel to do on purpose. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, I guess the question is, is it that, Blizzard doesn't like how the games are being edited, or is it that it doesn't have doesn't like what they have to pay Netties? Um, so I think they've been happy with the with the results. Um, as far as the content and the distribution, it could be um, a deal over because from what I understand, the deal was two way Netties. Titles from China were distributed internationally through Blizzard, and Blizzard titles were being distributed in China through NetEase um, with all the content things uh, going on. So it it could be that NetEase wasn't happy with Blizzard distribution. It could be that Blizzard wasn't happy with with NetEase. It could have been cost. Neither one. Both of them. Both of them suggested that that an agreement could not be reached, but neither one of them said what it was that I've that I've seen. You know, there's been no no like it's a- internal leaks of discussions or anything. It's all been pretty pretty calm about the relationship, partially because there's always the possibility they work together again in the future, and this is negotiating mm-hmm. tactics on both sides. You know, like. Uh, the cable company saying uh, NBC wants more money. We on this date, we're going to stop carrying them, you know, or Sony and Marvel breaking up. Sure. Right. Sure. They, at one point, at one point they broke up and then, you know, they were convinced Mm -hmm. to come back together and do a new license so they could do Spider-Man three. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because two was was the last of the license because they included him in the Avengers movies. Uh, but yeah, right. So there's a possibility they come back together. There's also um, an interesting situation in that um, right now, uh, which which title is it? Uh, Diablo Immortal, which just came out this year, 
does not fall under this game poll because for some reason it has its own special agreement between the companies. So they are still going to be working together. At yeah, least at I... least through the end of that contract. So, you know, you don't you don't start throwing punches when you're going to have to continue to live together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think they're going to I don't know. They may work together again. I mean, I think it's I think this is purely probably purely a matter of money that Blizzard wasn't happy with the money or that NetEase wasn't happy with what Blizzard wanted to pay or, or whatever. I think, mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's what's going on because obviously they had no problem with their content being edited. They, they got in the market, they were in the market, they were, were willing to play by these rules. So, you know, uh, it, it must just be money. Yeah. that That's my suspicion. And so the the question comes down to is China not lucrative enough for Blizzard, which is a possibility, right? Blizzard's uh, Blizzard's games are fairly specific, right? And it's a f- semi small focused collection, right? Warcraft, Starcraft, uh, Diablo, Overwatch. Uh, right <clears throat> so it's a it's a condensed it's not Activision it's it's a smaller collection so it are they the types of games that are being successful in China I don't know maybe it's not lucrative enough for them to spend the money to have this done we know that the company has already focused uh, uh, resources that had been focused on China elsewhere in the world so it's possible they just don't care. A, it's possible that this is a you know a cable versus broadcast kind of uh, game of chicken, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> um, and it's possible that Blizzard is talking to somebody else, right? This could be uh, a divorce while there's already a side chick, right? Because there's a company. <laughs> there's a company. I think it's GG Games or QQ Games, but I think it's GG um, that also has a similar uh, scenario to this. That's a, a a company that that does distribution of games in China with with content moderation. Um, so it's possible that what we're going to find out is that they've on January. 23rd is that they've made an agreement uh, with this other company, this one or another one, there might be more. I'm just particularly aware of this, this one that came up in my research. Um, We might find out, Hey, we've just switched providers. We weren't allowed to say it until our contract uh, was up with NetEase. But on this day, your stuff's going to continue to work. It's just new things are going to distribute through this, uh, platform instead of this one. Who knows? Uh, in in other parts of of the tech and entertainment world, China is a a lucrative market. Again, for Blizzard, it might not be. I don't know. StarCraft is really popular in Asia, though. Um, probably more popular in Asia than it is in Europe or North America at this point. 
So maybe StarCraft is lucrative. Who knows? But uh, as of right now, what we know is, except for <laughs> Diablo Immortal, um, Blizzard Games will stop working in China on January 23rd. So if you're over there, which you're probably not because you're listening to our show, um, something tells me this doesn't show up there. I don't know why. But <laughs> if you're if you're listening, know that uh, as of right now, that is is the expectation. So prepare for it. This week's news from the tubes on F5 Live Refreshing Technology is proudly powered by Malwarebytes. Whether you use a PC, a Mac, or a mobile device, Malwarebytes Premium is the company's strongest protection ever. It fights threats that traditional antivirus software can't stop, plus it actively blocks threats like worms, rogues, dialers, trojans, spyware, and a whole lot more. It allows you to use your computer and mobile devices with confidence and peace of mind. To learn more and to get a special price, you can go to f5live.tv slash Malwarebytes. In the U.S., everybody is familiar with the nutrition facts. They show up on the side or the back of all of the food that you purchase. Um, gives you information about sodium and fat and protein, list of all the ingredients. Now, why are we talking about that? Well, the FCC has implemented what they're calling broadband facts. Visually and conceptually, it's entirely based around the concept of the nutrition facts on your food. In it, you'll be able to find all kinds of information about um, internet service packages so that you can make an informed decision by easily comparing Spectrum and Frontier side-by-side uh, -side to see what features, speed, price, fees, um, uh, other things that have uh, privacy policy, contract period, uh, restrictions, um, uh, bandwidth caps, all the things that we have been talking about uh, being challenges in the internet uh, world. Um, for years uh, are all put on here and, and I, in the article there's an image I should have imported it into the into the show to show it off um, it's it's legitimately based on the nutrition facts like I'm looking it says broadband facts and then provider name service plan name and or speed tier fixed or mobile broadband consumer disclosure so this is going to be for both landline and uh, uh, wireless uh, providers. Your monthly price, this, this price is or is not an introductory rate. If it is what it's going to be, the uh, this monthly price does or does not require a contract, um, monthly fees, one-time fee, uh, early termination fee, government taxes, discounts and bundles, uh, speeds provided with plan, download, upload, latency, um, uh, data included, uh, charges for additional data, network management, privacy policy, 
direct customer support information, uh, just an absolute ton of information provided in a de- required design so that um, so that you can legitimately look at two of them side by side like you would if you picked up two cans of soup and you could compare side to side. You can do the exact same thing here. Um, it's a fascinating, fascinating concept. Um, it addresses, you know, two companies having the same feature but calling it different things. We've talked about that with cars over the years. We've talked about that with yeah. ISPs. Um, here we have a nutrition label for the ISP. I find it fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I'm a funny thing. Uh, so I'm besides getting a new monitor this week <laughs> I, and go and getting uh, and and having working until I'm ill, I, I am getting a new um, I, I'm getting a new uh, a new broadband plan on Tuesday. Okay. Uh, it is completely coincidental to I didn't say hey, I'm getting it so I can have more broadband for Black Friday. Like I don't I'm not short of broadband to look up deals. It's fine. But uh, <laughs> but the um, the 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 thing is, uh, after many years, and I'm probably the last person I know to do this, we are uh, my family and I are finally canceling cable TV. That's that's it. We're over, we're done. Um, and so we moved, we, we were on Fios and we stay on Fios, but I called them and I got them to cancel. So I'm now I'm getting like uh, internet only plan. Now what's weird is, you know, now if I, if I had this, I would know whether or not this plan had too much cholesterol for me. But right. um, what's weird is, and I'm actually curious whether they were putting one over on me. So, in order to get the new plan, I have to go up in speed, which is fine. That's good because given that now I'm going to have, you know, uh, my wife and kids watching, only watching streaming, streaming, we'll probably use a little more bandwidth than we do now where we're get, where TV comes over cable. Um, but they told me that in order to get the new like right now i have a plan that's supposed to be like 100 megabit uh and that's not great but it's been okay and the new cheap cheapest new plan i could get was 300 megabit and they said we have to send even though i have verizon and i'm and i'm staying on verizon they want to send someone to my house to upgrade it for 150 bucks now they claimed that uh, because the the way it works with with FiOS, and I know a lot of people around the country have FiOS, so they uh, maybe they they've had the same is that they don't have what's quote unquote a modem, but you're they sell you or rent you a router that has like their I don't know what you would call it modem built in, mm-hmm. um, and so but there's also like a control box in the basement. Uh, so they said the control box runs a coax cable up to my living room and they said like oh if you're getting this new speed you can't use the coax cable anymore so we have to send someone over to your house to run an ethernet cable from your basement 
to your uh, to your living room, and we're going to charge you 150 bucks for that. Huh? I don't know if I believe them. I don't know if I mean, I don't know what I mean is I don't know if I believe that that the coax cable could not support 300 megabits, and that you know, however they had set it up when I first moved into the house like eight years ago, they use a coax cable uh, to go from the basement to my living room. And now they say, oh, we can't, you can't still use that coax cable because you're getting higher speed internet and therefore you, the coax cable can't handle 300 megabits a second. And so, oh. so we have to send someone over to your house to, to, to run an ethernet cable or you could do it yourself, but I'm not really handy at like running a cable from the basement through the yeah. routed around whatever to the mm -hmm. you know through the ceiling so okay i guess i'll go do it but it's just it's just weird i don't know if i buy the um if i buy it that you can't right. that we would need an ethernet that we couldn't just use the existing coax cable but uh but since uh I really can't prove it one way or the other until I've mm -hmm. already until they've already turned it on. Right. Um, I paid the hundred and fifty bucks, and they're coming on Tuesday. But anyway, it's uh, definitely interesting. Yeah, I mean, because because I have two uh, gigabit internet connections in here, um, mm -hmm. and both of them are are from cable companies. Uh, so they run over coax to get to me, let alone, you know, from outside right. into the box. It comes down to whatever they're doing for their, you know. I I, I just, is, I don't. You know, the Fios is its own kind of special beast. I, like, I don't know whether to believe them or not, but, you know, I didn't know if I, you know, I didn't feel like I was in a position to to argue mm -hmm. about it and if i i mean i could have said they said like if you want to run your own ethernet cable through the ceiling you can and i was like hey you know i'd rather not do that so sure, sure um so and i could have just said i'll do it and then not done it and then seen what happens with the coax cable but then uh then they might not come to, then if i then if it didn't work then i'd have uh -huh. to like get them to come and then it wouldn't be at a different installation rate. it would be some kind of support call or something so yeah and the rate would almost uh, certainly so, be different yeah so in other words and who knows that it would have been a lower priority or whatever so paying 150 bucks that probably that i may not need to pay but the um but at the same time my cable bill was 180 bucks a month and is now going to be 50 bucks a month so Ooh. uh so that's uh yes Giant although win. Yes and no. I mean, because it was 182 bucks or something for TV and internet, mm -hmm. slower internet. But now it's going to be 50 bucks just for internet. And then, uh, you know, my wife still wants like live TV. So we had to sign up for YouTube TV. Got it. That's ending up costing me 55 bucks a month. So, which is a special deal for T-Mobile customers, by the way. So it's like a hundred and five dollars a month first and they claim that they're i don't know but they claim that there are no special fees on top of the 50 bucks a month for okay. verizon but if i had this I've... broadband facts thing i would know that for sure right absolutely and you'd be able to see very specifically how it's broken down 
So not only is the FCC requiring this, but they're requiring it on all marketing. So I don't know exactly what that means. Like, are we going to see it in newspaper ads and in things that show up in the mail? Um, Because there's a particular cable company around here that sends mail all the time. Like, sometimes I'll get three or four things from them a week. They really want me as a customer. Interestingly, I already am. We're not cross-referencing their customer database with their marketing database, but that's a whole other issue. Um, like, are we going to see it on on mailers? Is it going to be on TV? I wasn't able to get to to the bottom of exactly what it means. Um, I also wasn't able to get um, a required launch date. I read the entire document from top to bottom. It is so unbelievably long and unbelievably boring because it's written in government ease, which seems to be missing verbs. Um, But uh, what I did find out is that they're required to maintain these in perpetuity. So even if a plan is long gone, right? Your 100 megabit plan, long gone. Uh, they'd still, that one's not a good example because it predates the, the requirement, but in a couple of years, in a similar situation, you'd actually be able to pull the, the one for your current plan and your future plan. They're required to maintain them in perpetuity, which is yeah, well, great. Thank goodness for that. Cause otherwise all of this falls apart, right? All they have to do is change the plan every three mo- plan name every three months, and all of a sudden it doesn't work anymore, right? <laughs> it, yeah. it suddenly becomes worthless. They're required to keep them in perpetuity. Good. Yeah. So, um, like I said, uh, there is an example from the FCC. The actual like FCC example is is available uh, on the website at plunketslive.com. You can see it. All the red text is uh, the stuff that will be filled in by the provider. I, it is an absolute ton of information, just like the nutrition labels. And I cannot wait to start seeing these things out in the wild. It's going to help because, you know, you and I can look at the technical details and know what they mean. But even you and I don't know all the weird <laughs> hidden fees and things, right? Like you just said, yeah, it, I have yeah, no way of knowing. Yeah, I yeah, they they don't they don't tell you. It's like a, it's like it's like going to the doctor and they don't tell you until you get the bill. I mean right. it, the the however the the guy on the phone claimed that it's a straight fifty dollars and there's nothing on top of that. I will I will wait to see sure. uh, my first bill, but invariably it seems like it'll be a little bit cheaper than uh, than what I had been paying. Uh, for TV and internet together. And it is three times the speed that I have, uh, although I'll be using more bandwidth, but at the same time, let's say nobody else was home but me and I was working. What I, I don't even know if I will notice 300 megabit megabit for what I do, but a hundred has been good. hundred has actually been okay. I, I know where you might notice, um, you might notice in the stability of video upload. So this show, um, uh, StreamYard, when you do the podcast, you might notice uh, better stability on your up. Not necessarily better quality, but better stability. 
Because okay. that was that was what I noticed when we changed the the primary service. Because we used to have just the one, and we added a second one for the studio. And the studio has has uh, a bonded bandwidth, like like uh, Verizon and Frontier have. Uh, and the stability of our video out changed dramatically on that change. So that's just a fun piece of information you you might yeah. notice that but yeah otherwise i mean unless you're doing a lot of you know uploading videos to to youtube and stuff which was the other place where i noticed a big change on the bond on the faster up other than that i got nothing so anyway um we'll we'll definitely uh when when these things start showing up in the wild uh, we'll definitely circle back around and do a, a comparison video. Take a couple of carriers and actually look at them side by side and see how uh, the information stacks up. But for now, uh, this is what we've got to look forward to. This week's DRM not included in F5 Live refreshing technology is proudly powered by Amazon Prime. We all know that you get free shipping on millions of products with Amazon Prime, but you get a whole lot more. Like free music with Amazon Prime Music, free TV, movies, and documentaries with Amazon Prime Video, free games and a free Twitch subscription to support the content creator of your choice with Amazon Prime Gaming, plus a whole lot more. We've got links to all of these features and some of our favorites, plus a 30-day free trial, all by going to f5live.tv slash prime. Ch chat is going a little nuts over you, uh, upgrading to 300 megabits. Anyway. They probably think, or I don't, I'm not seeing the chat. Is it that they think that's so low or yeah. they think that's really high? Because I think that's low. Wait, did he just, did he say he only updated to 300 megabits? <laughs> uh, I mean, should I have, here's the thing. I haven't, I mean, look, I, I'm a very, like there's certain things I'm embarrassed as a tech person to admit, but especially because I am obviously think that everybody should have broadband, but like, and there's almost nobody who doesn't, but you know, there's park pockets. Uh, anyway, yeah. the, and in other countries it's hard to get broadband but anyway point being like this is when i signed up for my plan like eight years ago it was actually 75 and they bumped me to 100 at one point and i have never noticed a real like problem with the bandwidth for whatever it was i was doing and so the minimum is 300 i could spend another like 30 dollars a month to get it to a gigabit but I'm not sure if I would notice the difference. Right. So there that's, I don't really want to spend like, you know, $360 a year, whatever that adds up. No, it's yes. $360 yeah. more a year for something that I don't yeah. know that I'll see. So 100%. that's, I mean, I agree. That's not, there's nothing to be, I'm not showing off. There's nothing to be impressed about. <laughs> It's just three times better than I have now. Just as a note, um, before we get into the topic, uh, the the broadband facts also 
requires information about whether it uh, applies for the affordable connectivity program, uh, which is the yeah. the subsidy program for uh, people who uh, are lower income. So anyway, let's talk about Ticketmaster and what appears to be their complete misunderstanding of how the internet works. Uh, so, uh, Taylor Swift announced a new tour for the first time in five years. Whether or not you're a Taylor Swift fan doesn't matter. You almost certainly can recognize that, uh, Taylor Swift is popular. Her tours tend to sell out pretty quickly. Um, and a new tour after, you know, a long period, in this case, partially because of COVID and, you know, other other issues. There's a new album, all kinds of things. Clearly, there's going to be a lot of demand uh, for these tickets. Add into that the scourge of the internet, um, scalper bots, <laughs> for sure, were going to uh, come after tickets uh, to the concert. If they're coming after video cards, they're certainly going to come after Taylor Swift concert tickets. Um, clearly, the resources put behind the ticket seller were going to need to be immense. In an era of cloud computing, you would go into Azure or AWS and tell it, I'm going to need more instances behind my load balancer starting at this time. And it would automatically scale up, give you all the bandwidth you need, and everything is fine. Ticketmaster, however, seems to have missed all of that. Either they didn't know that Taylor Swift is popular, that bots exist, or that the cloud exists. I don't know exactly where their problem came in, but within moments of pre-sales opening up, Ticketmaster completely collapsed in on itself like a dying star. Um, as such, all kinds of problems happened. The bots that were poking at the system every few seconds automatically were able to get tickets. Human beings, however, were getting locked out of the system, getting confirmations for tickets that they didn't end up getting, getting charged for tickets that they ended up not getting. In one case, uh, one woman showed uh, screenshots of uh, her bank where she had been charged 13 times for tickets that she did not receive, um, putting her into, you know, a black hole of overdraft fees and and whatnot. Um, Ticketmaster has um, they kind of pointed, you know the the meme of the three Spider Mans pointing at each other. Yeah, that's Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster is pointing fingers at everybody but themselves. They claim that the bots were a problem. They they're like. Apparently, Taylor Swift is popular. Um, so, shame on you for wanting tickets, apparently. Uh, and the end result is that they canceled all non-presale sales of these tickets. Because apparently, after the presales and the bots and the crashes and whatever confusion in their inventory comes from this poor girl getting charged 13 times for tickets... They either have no tickets left or they don't know how many tickets they have left. And so they just whoop, shut down regular sales of tickets. 
I wouldn't have wanted to be in the building while this was happening. So, it sounds like sheer chaos, but what? So who has the tickets? Like right. when they say shut down, I heard this, but I don't understand. Are they just, I mean, were all the tickets sold to someone already or the, the records of the company, which can't necessarily be trusted, right? Because one girl got charged 13 times for her order. The records for the company show that they're out of tickets. But are they? I don't know. General sales hadn't even started yet. It was only the pre-sales, which, you know, are limited to, you know, whatever. Amex holders, you know, whatever the rules are for pre-sales for any particular event. <laughs> pre-sales locked it up, killed the system potentially screwed up the inventory or depleted the inventory. I think they don't know personally. I think they simply don't know how many tickets they have and they're going to have to do some sort of a forensic auditing before they have any idea what happened. That's my, yeah, that's so, my feeling on what's going on there and they're not ready to I say mean, it. Would, they, would they be better off sort of re? just i don't know like obviously there's probably going to be lawsuits anyway but like there are can they just have a situation where they just like cancel all the current refund all the current sales and and like scale up capacity and just start over again potentially i guarantee somebody who who had one the first time and doesn't get them the second time uh yeah, would would be unhappy, but some of those people and were were probably bots, probably. Uh, which which cannot really be totally helped. Um, right. So, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's weird because, on the one hand, if you pay attention to the news lately, everybody's talking about concerns about the economy, inflation, recession. Problem, you know, are people willing to spend money uh, mm -hmm. on on luxury items? And then we have an uproar over people being unable to purchase concert tickets that cost hundreds of dollars a piece. Mm -hmm. True. Uh, I don't. I don't know how yeah. to how to interpret that because in fairness, those people were yeah. In in fairness, during a during an economic downturn, particularly during a recession, entertainment, the entertainment industry thrives. Really? Yep. People just want to be entertained. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's an escape from what's going on around them. I don't know. But the entertainment industry thrives. Um, other luxuries um, do not. But for some reason, the entertainment industry, particularly movies and uh, concerts, uh, thrive during an economic downturn. Uh, the gaming industry huh. has joined that collection uh, in the last decade or so. Huh. Fascinating piece right. of information. Well, I don't know why I know it. <laughs> it must so, have I mean, factored you know, into an article at some point. I mean, if you're unemployed, the video gaming section could be very important because you know True. you have nothing to do. But but to True. Um, but I know the, that uh, I know that like, Mark uh, Mark Louder, who has been on the show in the past, uh, he used to play uh, maybe Call of Duty with a couple of guys who were on. Uh, unemployment and all they did was play the Xbox and smoked weed. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
anyway, it's um, you know, it's it it's uh, I mean, I I'm I'm sorry for those folks. I mean, uh, on the other hand, some of them may end up being several hundred dollars wealthier than if they had not gone. True. I mean, than if they had gone. Right. So um, That's I don't. I didn't notice that you said that backwards. I totally knew what you were saying. Okay. Right. So they're they're going to be, you know, they 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 under the premise that a penny saved is a penny earned. They probably earned, you know, some people probably earned hundreds. I mean, what does it cost to get a ticket? I mean, I'm sure it's probably at least a hundred dollars, right? For sure. For a not probably that's like the minimal seat, right? Yeah, the the top seats. Now, are these tickets going to now show up on resale markets? Though I bet they 100%, will. Hundred percent, percent. So you will, you can still buy a ticket. Yep, you're just you going to have to go spend to a lot home. of money on it. Right. So, what you've really done is moved the nexus from uh, one corrupt group of people to another. You moved it from Ticketmaster, who uh, who owns the industry and therefore can do what they want in terms of fees and upset people mm-hmm. uh to, and what do you and uh, as a consumer what are you going to do about it nothing yeah nothing uh, uh, to to scalpers but hey i guess you're helping small business these scalpers <laughs> are small businesses mostly probably right um probably. so so you know somebody else in the line gets 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 to take a cut i mean you don't have to go like you know there's no legal to requirement to go to the concert. There's you don't have to go, and my personal opinion is that you would probably be better off uh, spending just sitting on Spotify and listening to some great metal playlists. I can. I was thinking of putting together a playlist actually uh, called "What to Listen to Instead of Taylor Swift," <laughs> and like and putting that out on social. You know, like look at this as an opportunity. Uh, to broaden your horizons to good music, or, um, but, you know, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I've never, like, I've been to concerts. I've been to sporting events. I always feel really bad about if I'm spending like a lot of money on them because, like, mm-hmm. it's experiences are really important because you you never get you don't get to have them again. But sure. like, but like, it's. On the other hand, it's like, wow, if I see something that's like $300 for ticket, I'm like, wow, that's like two hours or $300. Or, that's a lot of money. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, I was looking up how much it would cost like to take my family to a Broadway show. Uh, and uh-huh. that, you know, you're talking like yeah. $500, six, I'm not each, but like, you know, yeah. Maybe a ticket would be like $150, $200 for a bad seat. And I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'll take the bad seat. I won't spend money on a good to get a better seat because that's already bad. Uh, you know, like it's already a lot of money. But like, yeah. man, for uh, two, two, you know, you better you go to that Taylor Swift concert. You better for the money you're spending, you better not be drunk. And, you know, you better True. not have to go to the bathroom. You know, because every minute you're spending a lot of money, so you better be f- fully in that experience. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, look, they're going to get a lot of heat uh, from the government because this is a very popular thing for the government to do. Nobody Indeed. likes 
nobody likes Ticketmaster, and I don't think Ticketmaster has enough, I don't know, donor power or whatever with politicians to um, to to stop this. But also, let's talk about what this is. Well, they're going to have to show up. I bet you that they're going to hold some type of a hearing on in Congress or in in uh, the Senate, and they'll have somebody from Ticketmaster come, and there'll be a bunch of footage of politicians yelling at them that they're terrible people and that this is a terrible monopoly and that we should break it up, and then uh, nothing will happen, and we'll go back, and there'll be another story like this in a while. There's so nothing is going. Yeah, on on that topic. More interesting than the House or uh, Senate committees calling them in to yell at them, the Department of Justice has initiated an antitrust investigation. Um, We know that when the DOJ gets involved, uh, it's more likely that something can come of it. If they find anything they think they can pounce on... uh, for some some good public juju, uh, they tend to. Um, whether or not anything comes of it is a whole different thing. But you know, the the DOJ over the years has opened, you know, act, has filed antitrust suits against Microsoft it, and Google, and you know, it it it's more the Ticketmaster is more of a no, monopoly than any of them. Agreed. Uh, the thing, though, about Ticketmaster, what else? What else is there other than buying it secondhand at StubHub later? Basically, every I venue think... has exclusive exclusivity with Ticketmaster at this point, including small venues. Can't you? Can you still? And I honestly don't know because I'm not done this much. But can you still go and buy things at a physical box office and avoid the fee that way? Nope. Can you go and buy it at no. a physical box office? Yes. Does it avoid the fee? No, because now uh, the agreement with Ticketmaster is that all ticket sales run through them. So you can so, you can go in person, but you're still paying the fee. So if I go to like here in New York, we've got lots of Broadway theaters. Mm-hmm. You can go to the Broadway theater, and they have a box office where mm-hmm. you can buy things. You can buy tickets. If I go to their box office for that theater the people who work there are just giving a protection racket fee to Ticketmaster? Yes. It's how it works here. Uh, our yeah. our Straz Theater and uh, Ruth Eckerd Hall, uh, both, you can go to the box office, but they're just processing it through a different UI of Ticketmaster through their uh, POS version of the software. In fairness, they're both POS, but the letters stand for different things in both contexts. <laughs> I get it. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, that that you know that kind of sucks. Yeah, uh, I would it sure does. Uh, if anybody cannot, asked me, which I'm, sh- I cannot tell you how angry my father was the last time he went to a box office because he's the he's the he gets annoyed at a red light like. <laughs> Got all kinds of weird things, and the the Ticketmaster fee is something that he just could not deal with. So he always, even if it was a way out of his way, he would go to the box office to avoid the fee, and then he got hit with a fee at the box office. Oh, I would have loved to have been there to see it. <laughs> I 
I can only imagine yeah. how he responded so that, to that. That that kind of that kind of suggests that you shouldn't bother going to the box office, then, right? right? I mean, if you're it was the last time the, he did. Going to pay the convenience fee, but there's no convenience. But you're inconvenienced. Yeah, it's like paying for delivery when did. you get pickup takeout. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, well, that kind of sucks. Yeah, uh, maybe the artists and the venues could uh, could get involved here because I don't think anybody's forced the venues to use Ticketmaster, right? I mean, they could choose an alternate way. Theoretically, absolutely. the The question is, at this point, is there an alternate way? Right? Is there another system that isn't Ticketmaster? Because Ticketmaster kept buying the others, and now that they're part of Live Nation, which already owned another ticketing system when they bought Live Nation uh, Ticketmaster in 2010, I don't know that there are any services out there that are even trying to compete with Ticketmaster because you know David and Goliath, right? How do you how do you take down the giant? You can start knocking on the doors of of theaters. Hey, I, we can I mean, be your exclusive. I think, there's a, I think there's probably a great opportunity. Listen, if people want to go to the, probably. I don't think this is that complicated. Like, I mean, it's, I guess the contracts are complicated, but I don't think yeah. this is that would be that difficult to to like if somebody could sign up unless they were locked into the contract with Ticketmaster for some other reason. Like maybe the artists have to. Right. Do the artists have to use Ticketmaster, or does the vendor have? Does it, because is it the venue? Live Nation puts on most of the tours at this point. Uh, so Live I mean, Nation I guess underwrites I guess, a lot of tours. Well, I guess that could be a problem then. But I yeah. mean, if you were, and that's like, where the antitrust your... case is coming in, right? That's yeah. The DOJ and the attorneys general for both North Carolina and Tennessee. Have all have all three opened uh, antitrust uh, investigations because of this Live Nation, you know, funds and underwrites so many of the tours, and then they own Ticketmaster and they require the venues to use Ticketmaster for their tours. Well, if you're using Ticketmaster for your ticketing for you know these events. Well, you've already got an account. You're already selling tickets through it. Well, maybe maybe at that point, it doesn't make sense for this event to go through this ticketing system and this one to go through this one. I, I bet that's how we got where we are. And I imagine that these three investigations, which I imagine are going to be just the beginning of it, because I can't, I don't see Florida not joining in with this, for example. Um <laughs> Uh, I imagine that's how we got where we where we are was Live Nation buying Ticketmaster, forcing Ticketmaster on their events, and then venues going, well, we're already required to use Ticketmaster for these. Maybe we just move over there, and then everybody else went out of business. Yeah, maybe. Uh, well, sucks. Maybe the uh, maybe something will come of it because. Uh, in events, incidents like this are the only chance for there to actually be a change. Yep. 100%. Hopefully uh, that change will come.
Well, that is our show. Thank you to those of you who joined us live. Like I said, there was a lot going on in chat tonight. Uh, thank you for that. Um, if you didn't join us live and would like to in the future, Sunday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, you can go to f5live.tv slash join us. Uh, you watch the show, chat underneath, um, chat with each other, with us. Uh, we can respond to your comments in real time, uh, except for a weird uh, glitch where the chat kind of threw everything all at once tonight. Um, don't know what was going on there. Uh, but yeah, we can respond to you real time. We really enjoy that. Uh, if you can't join us live, that's okay. PluckHitsLive.com slash subscribe. That's where all of our shows are. F5 Live, Pilch Point, Pluck Hits Live Presents, and a whole lot more. Uh, all available for you there. Uh, we will not be on next week because, you know, Avram will be gripping onto his sanity <laughs> with all of his strength. Uh, it's already gone. <laughs> sanity is gone. It's all gone. But yeah, I mean, uh, yes, I uh, <laughs> probably, probably so because it'll be the night. It'll be Cyber Monday Eve. Mm -hmm. We always take that weekend off because it's just too much. Yeah for us to try and do a show uh, for any of us to try and take any time away so uh, we will be off next week uh, as will GNC Week in Review um, and then hopefully both shows should be back uh, the following week so with that on behalf of the staff that's not here I'm Scott I'm Avram and we'll see you back in two weeks ciao